0: Hey, welcome home. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons and we're so glad to have you with us today here in the House of Faith. Today on the broadcast, we want to take you into a message that was preached live not long ago at Faith Life Church in Branson, Missouri, pastored by uh, brother Keith and Ms. Phyllis Moore. They had invited Sarah and I to come and talk about some of the new things that are going on in our lives and in this ministry with the launch of Legacy Church coming later this year. And, uh, if you're not aware yet, that's what's happening. And we're so excited about the good things that are right in front of us. But in this message today, I want to talk specifically about living with vision, having a vision for your life, seeing life the way God sees it. It's going to require you to do two things and that's lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are. This is what it means to live with vision. This is what it means to pursue the plan of God in faith, for your life. So, right now, let's go to Faith Life Church for part one of Lift Up and Look From. If you've got a Bible with you, I want you to look at a couple of scriptures with me. We'll start in the book of Genesis and just go through the whole thing. <laughs> y'all do it, y'all do know who my grandpa is, right? the off switch is something our family just has a hard time finding sometimes. That's all right too. In the book of Genesis chapter 13, Brother Keith's already talked about the life of faith that Abraham lived. And I want to pick back up on that. And I want you to notice something. Simple instruction that God gave him in verse 14. He's talking to Abram. He was still Abram at this point. In Genesis 13, 14, It says, the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, notice what he said, lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward and westward, westward, for all the land which you see I give to you and your descendants forever. Look again at his instructions to him here. Lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are. Notice how simple this instruction is. Look at it. Can you see it with me? Lift up. Everybody say lift up up. and look from. Say look from. Lift up and look from. This is God's instruction to his man. He led him out, I guess, to the side of this hill, this mountain, this cliff, wherever it was. He said, "Okay, now that you've separated from Lot, we won't take time to get into all that. But there was strife there. Between Abram's herdsmen and Lot's herdsmen. And Abram said, Let there be no strife between us. It's interesting how clearly you can hear from God when the strife's gone, when the door's been closed on strife. And now all of a sudden, God can begin to speak to this man, but he's speaking to him specifically about his future. And he leads him out to this place, and he says, Abram, do two things for me. What were the two things? Help me out. What was it? Lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are. Lift up, look from. That's what I want to talk to you about tonight for a few minutes. Lift up and look from. Lifting up your eyes and looking from the place you are is vastly different than letting down your eyes and looking at the place you are. This is where most people are living right here with their eyes let down, looking at, not lifting up, looking from, letting down, looking at. People get addicted to what's going on in the here and now. As a matter of fact, you could ask somebody, tell me about your life. A lot of people, you don't even have to ask. They just out with it. Here comes information about who they are and what they are and where they're at and what they've got and mostly what they don't got and what they wish they had. And it's just this three foot little drama circle that people just live in their whole lives right here. And and, and if you ask somebody, tell me about your life right now. Tell me about what's going on in you right now, your life, your family, your job, your finances, whatever. People can talk to you with great detail and they do about what's going on right now. But then when you say, okay, now describe your future to me. Tell me about the future. People don't talk with great detail. They don't talk with great confidence about, wh- about the future, about where we're headed. Why? They've never been there. Can't see it yet. Do you realize how much faith it takes to be obedient to this simple instruction, to lift up and look from that requires faith. Why? Because it requires you and I to disconnect and unhook from what you can see in the natural and start seeing with a different set of eyes. That's why God had to speak to this man and say, lift up and look from, not down and at, up and from. And if you don't if you don't like where you're at right now, if you don't like the present position, the current condition, that's all right. Don't look at this place. Look from this place. Lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are. It's like being up high on something somewhere and you can look at I can see my house from here. You know, when you get out above stuff when you get out above everything that's been blocking your view and standing in your way, man, it opens up this whole new field of vision to you. Well, that's the way you and I need to be concerning our future. This should be one of those things that differentiate us from everybody else in the world. When when everybody else is limited to what they can talk about with great certainty, being the here and now, you and I ought to be able to talk about with confidence and certainty, our future. Now, maybe you don't know and maybe you can't describe every single detail of it, but you are confident in this one thing that it is good. It is bright. It is the favor of God out there for me. It's the mercy of whatever the future is. Mercy's in it. Grace is in it. <laughs> the goodness of God is in my future. And you can talk about your future with confidence, but it requires These two steps right here. Lift up, look from, lift up, look from like those old cheesy workout videos. Come on, ladies, we can do it. Lift up, look from. (laughs) Say it with me, everybody. Lift up, look from. It's a simple instruction. It's kind of like laying up and laying hold, right? Lift up and what? Look from, not at, not down and at, but what? Up and from the place where you are. Now look at with me the book of Proverbs. Proverbs. Chapter 29, it takes faith to lift up and to look from. Again, because you've got to disconnect from what's seen naturally. You got to disconnect from the sense realm, your sight, your, your feelings. It requires living life with a different set of eyes, seeing things with a different set of eyes. What I'm talking to you about tonight is vision is living with vision, but not just living with it. And, and I, and you'll have to forgive me. I don't know that this is the best way to say it, but it's just what keeps coming to me. It's being driven by it. There's a balance. No, that's not the right word either. You and I must be spirit led in our lives, led by the spirit of God. If we're led by the spirit of God, we will always be in the right place at the right time doing the right thing with the right people. That's a confession that Sarah and I lead our kids in nearly every single night. When it's bedtime and we get together, we set our eyes on the word, we pray together and nearly every prayer, is ended in our house with this right here. Father, by your grace, by your help and by the leadership of your spirit, Justice, Jesse, this whole family, we will always be, and the kids say it with us, in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people. And we're putting something in the kids right now. Because I realize even though they're Justice, he's almost nine. In just a few days, he'll be nine years old. Jesse's five. She'll be six this summer. At nine and six, they're not away from us a whole lot. They're at school or they're at home. That's just about it. But I realize teenage years are coming. (laughs) Fight it as hard as I tried. They're coming, man. They are coming. And I'm fully aware that there will be a time in our children's lives where they're not just right here. 24-7. So I'm putting something in them now. Sarah and I are putting something in them now. And that is, look, guys, listen. If you're ever out and you're away from mom and dad, here's what I want you to do. Just stop real quick and ask yourself these four questions. It'll take you just a second. Just ask yourself, Justice, listen to me. If you're away from dad, just ask yourself, okay, is this the right place? Am I in the right place? Is this the time that I'm supposed to be here? Am I doing the right thing? And I said, look around you. The people that are around you, are these the right people? Just go through those questions real quick. Is this the right place? Is this the right time? Am I doing the right thing? Are these the right people? And I said, listen, guys, if the answers ever no, come home. Just come home. We'll we'll start over. Come home. I mean, how many young people have been hurt or what's worse, lives lost just simply by being in the wrong place at the wrong time? doing the wrong thing with the wrong people. But you and I realize that to live life always in the right place at the right time, right thing, right people that requires being led all the time by his spirit all the time. But in connection to being spirit led, I want to add this element to it being vision driven. I'm talking to you about motivation and seeing in your future what God sees for your future. In the book of Proverbs chapter 29, you've heard this before concerning vision. It says in verse 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Look at it from the new King James Bible. It says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. Where there's no vision, the people perish. Where there's no revelation, the people cast off restraint. It's interesting to me when you start studying scripture and And looking at words, especially when one word from that original language gets translated a bunch of different ways, you you start to understand how limited our language is. And sometimes it takes these different translations for you and I to see everything that was just jam packed inside that one word. When he said where there is no vision, what else was in that word was this, this idea, this concept of revelation. What is revelation? It's the light coming on. It's the cover coming off. It's you and I seeing what was there all along. That's what revelation is. When revelation of the word takes place in your heart, that's the Holy Spirit doing what only the Holy Spirit can do. And that's flip that switch on the inside of you, on the inside of me. And that light comes on and you see something that's been there the whole time. That's what revelation is. But notice this connection between revelation and vision concerning the future. Now again, I know, I I know that for you and I, this moment right now is the latest that any of us have ever lived. But that's why getting vision from God, getting vision from his word, getting vision from his spirit is so powerful because he inhabits eternity. Wrap your brain around this thought right here. He's as much in tomorrow as he is in today right now. He's there right now. I thought he was here right now. Yes, (laughs) but he's there right now. Uh huh. And here right now, you got it. (laughs) He inhabits eternity. And so when vision comes, the cross reference here says prophetic vision. When the word of the Lord comes out of somebody concerning the future saying, this is what will be. This is what it will look like. This is how it will happen. This is somebody seeing what God sees. It's vision. Does that make sense to you? It's vision. Now, when it comes to vision, I believe there are two main elements, especially vision from God. Two main things we have to look at. Number one, understanding that vision from God is you seeing what he sees. I know the Lord helped me see this one time really clearly. Sarah and I had taken the kids to Sarasota for, um, I guess it was a greater faith conference. We were down there in February one year. This has been several years ago and we attended church. We went to the conference Monday through Friday, but no service Saturday. So we decided we're going to make the drive from Sarasota, the two hour drive up to Orlando and go to the Magic Kingdom. Anybody ever been to the Magic Kingdom before? And it's truly a, truly a magical place, isn't it? I mean, the magic is really in come here, spend all your money, walk around all day, (laughs) sweat, get rained on, spend all your money. Did I mention that one before? spend hours and hours, sun up to sun dark, to sundown. Then you leave and go home. And a few months later, this is when the magic kicks in. When you go, we should do that again. (laughs) That's magic. (laughs) We decided we were going to go up to go up to Disney World and spend the day up there with the kids. And we did that. I mean, we went and it was early that morning. We stayed all day. If you've been before, you know, you're not allowed to leave at night until after you've seen the parade. Does anybody know this? There's a main street parade. Usually I guess it's around nine o'clock at night. So we're tired. We want to go home, but we've got to stay and see this parade. We're not like the hardcore people that get to the nine o'clock parade at 630. For the good seat. So we show up a few minutes before it starts and there is nowhere to sit, nowhere to stand. Main street is lined with people. So we end up about, I don't know, six or eight rows deep in this crowd of people. Now our kids, they're, they're young and small now, but they were even much smaller a few years ago. Jesse's down here. Justice is about here. And I think sometimes we forget what that was like. Stuff was in your way all the time. (laughs) You don't remember that. I don't remember that. But think back on it. You just being the shortest thing in the room all the time. And your view was like kneecaps. That was what you saw at all times. And we're buried deep in this crowd. And this parade's about to start with my kids way down here. Help me out. If they're going to see anything, what's going to have to happen? Daddy is going to have to reach down lift these two guys up. We've got great pictures of this, by the way. I've got justice in this arm, Jesse in this arm. And even if it's just for a few minutes during this parade, they have been lifted up above everything that just a moment ago was blocking their view. And now even if it's just for a few moments, they are at daddy's eye level. Now they are seeing what I see, right? So the parade starts, lights go down, all the main lights and then all these laser lights come on and the music's big and it's bright and it's loud and lights are flashing and out of nowhere people are dancing and it's the brightest colors you've ever seen. The loudest music you've ever heard. They've got bubbles flying through the air and it, and for a little one, especially Jessie, she'd never seen this before. This is like sensory overload. Right. Justice is watching this whole thing. His eyes are like saucers. He's taking this all in. Jesse's watching the whole thing. And at one point she buries her head in my chest. Why? It's too much. It's too much. Now she's looking down this and it's it's borderline making her afraid. Why? She's never seen this before. For all she knows, that's an actual six foot mouse in a top hat and cane (laughs) tap dancing right at her. What do you do with that? You're three years old. How do you process that? She never seen any of this. Now what's the difference? She's seeing what I see, but I'm not afraid. I'm looking at that. I see a starving college kid in a mouse costume. (laughs) There's nothing to be afraid of here. You see, vision's two parts. It's not just seeing what he sees, it's seeing how he sees it. And that was the difference. We were looking at the same thing, but it it sparked a different response in her than it did in me, just simply because we saw it in a different way. Vision is seeing what God sees and how God sees it. And I am fully convinced that there comes a time in the life of every single believer, every child of God, that your father in mind reaches down, picks us up, lifts us up above everything that's been blocking vision, that's been in your way, that you couldn't see over, that you couldn't see around. And in a moment of time, your gracious, kind, heavenly father lifts you up above all that stuff and says, now look at what I'm seeing. This is how I'm seeing you. This is what I see for the future. Now, every one of us are going to have that. If you haven't already, it's coming. You will have the opportunity, and your Father is faithful, and He will show you what He sees concerning you, your life, your family, and your future. But the difference is will you run? towards it in faith or away from it in fear. It's not just seeing what he sees, it's seeing how he sees it. Jesse, we've been back to Disney, I don't know, a couple of times since then and that same parade that was, I don't know, overwhelming to her. Now she loves it, right? Now she just stands there, takes it all in, thinks it's great, has a great time, enjoys the whole thing. What happened? What took place between the first time she saw it and just, I don't know, a year or two later that it just brought this totally different response? You want to know what happened? Nothing. She just kept living. She just kept growing. She just kept, for the sake of this illustration, just getting older, understanding things. It didn't take me sitting down and explaining all that. And I could have, sure, but she just kept going. Living with vision is a choice. A lot of people say, well, I'm not, I'm just really not a visionary person. When God gives you vision and he will, it's a choice whether or not you're gonna live with it. And people look at it and one of the big reasons anybody would live, choose to live without vision is fear because it's like Jesse looking at this, all this stuff that's just big and it's bright and it's definitely bigger than her and it's bigger than anything she's ever seen. And it brought fear up a little bit in her. Well, there are a lot of people that get a glimpse of what God's called them to do and who God's created them to be. And they look at that and they look at where they are, eyes down, looking at the place. And then they look at that and then back down here and they think, how in the world am I ever going to get from here to there? How am I going to get from this to that? And they look, they look at the vision and it just looks too expansive. It just looks too expensive. And they make the choice to live without vision because of how much it seemingly costs. But do you want to know where the highest cost is? The highest price is paid in living without it. That's a higher price. Without vision, people perish.